The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. Okay. Well, just for the record, we got a son in Phoenix, too. 52 to... <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sunny in Phoenix podcast, a weekly podcast where we keep you up to date on everything Phoenix Suns basketball. My name is Charlie Erling, and as always, I'm joined by Mitch Krumpetich. One more week. One more week of the regular season. We're going to be breaking down some of those games that are coming up. Uh, We have Jay Crowder back and healthy. We'll talk about what that means to the team. And yeah, we're just going to be going over what's going to happen between now and the play-in, where we'll finally see who our matchup will be in the playoffs. Follow us on Twitter, at SunnyandPHXPod. Same thing for Instagram. Go on iTunes, leave us a five-star review and a comment, and you will get a shout-out on the show. Shout-outs are in order. Shout-out to at Sundrusdunks on Twitter. It's been a little bit, but cold he's streak. back. He, well, cold he's streak. back. Yeah, he he guessed our bet question correctly last week. So we were talking about Chris Paul assists in the game against the Knicks last Friday, and he got it right on the dot with 11. Between the two of us, uh, I think I was one closer. I believe I said 10. Um, So I'm going to throw something out there to everyone. In the past, we have had the bet question be a little bit of a wager where at the end of the month we look at our records and the winner or the loser has to buy the winner dinner. We did this, I guess, two years ago or last year before the bubble and everything like that. We've kind of postponed any sort of wager other than just talking about it. So for the playoffs, we want to put some stakes on this and we want to hear from you guys so tweet at us at Sunny and PHX Pod on Twitter. Let us know what we should do in the playoffs for the repercussions of the bet question. I'm thinking about like no dunks. Does their pick them pay off? Like I said, what we used to do. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff that we could do. The the loser of the the bet question throughout the playoffs. So let us know what you think we should do. How much do we want to allow ourselves to be embarrassed in this? Are we gonna? <laughs> draw a line somewhere i think we maybe should yeah i mean it doesn't mean we are gonna take these suggestions like (laughs) i will listen to them but if it's something like completely ridiculous (laughs) but i don't know so if your idea is within reason we'll consider it (laughs) (laughs) all right let's get into the show and i think the first thing we need to talk about is jay crowder being back in the lineup it was really nice to see him come in there against the knicks And he had a solid game. He made six three-pointers for 18 points. That's technically all he did scoring-wise, but that's something that we need on the Suns team. So just really happy to have Jay back. Yeah, it just goes to show the gravity that he creates when he's in the game. Even when he isn't shooting well, he just demands that respect. And he came back for this Knicks game last Friday, and Cam Johnson was out for that game. And I was a little bit worried about that. I mean, Cam Johnson, even though he's been a bit cold, 
still has been a big part of our, our bench rotation. And he started a couple games and everything. But it was not a big deal at all having Jay Crowder back. He made that difference, and you hardly even noticed that Cam Johnson was out. Sure, it would have been nice to have Cam Johnson still, and I still like him. But Jay Crowder, he really is the X factor. Absolutely. Uh, he's just, he does carry a lot of weight out there and on the defensive end too. And we saw what happened to the Knicks game. He gets a little chippy. Jay Crowder's there talking. He has something to say. I think he's kind of the backbone of the team in that sense. And that's really nice to have back out there. And yeah, when I saw that Cam Johnson was going to be out for this one, I was nervous because we weren't sure if Crowder was going to be back for this one. It was closer to a game time decision. So once he was back, that was great. Because without Crowder or Johnson in that, I mean, there's Torrey Craig and Mikhail Bridges playing the wings. That really would have messed up the lineup. Probably would have had to see more Galloway get their first minutes in months, at least a month. Yeah, meaningful minutes at least. Right. So big shout out to Torrey Craig, too. He's had some solid games while Jay's been out and just really fills a void for us there. Yeah, we're a deep team. And yeah, with with Nader out as well with his uh, arthroscopic knee surgery, which hopefully he will be back for the playoffs to add even more depth. Uh, but we've we've been okay. We are very deep, especially at the wing. Right, and with uh, Nader's surgery, I just looked into that a little bit. It could be him out being a few weeks to months. So I guess we just got to hope it was a minor repair or surgery or whatever exactly happened in there and hopefully if you know one of these guys do get hurt again he'd be a real nice you know fail safe sitting on the bench to get those minutes yeah definitely all right so there are four games left um once this episode goes up of the regular season the 72 game regular season uh, this will we're recording before the Lakers game, which will be a very meaningful game. But man, we're, we're just four games left. We're pretty much locked into the top seed or the second seed. It's possible for us to get the third and drop below the Clippers. But as of recording, they're three and a half games back of us. We'd have to nearly lose out for them to hop up to number two. So how are we feeling about this? Do you think we have enough juice to potentially climb to the one seed uh the the jazz are up on us a game and a half as of right now so do you think we can possibly take that one seed is it worth taking the one seed yeah it's it's a really tough to to decide right now so not including this lakers game which by the time this episode comes out we'll know the result of we play the warriors the blazers and the spurs twice so not a horrible remaining four games, but could definitely be easier. The Warriors are really hot. The Blazers have been hot. And I said this last week, they're, they're a team you typically don't want to see in the playoffs. And they have moved up to the sixth seed at time of recording. The Spurs, I mean, their record doesn't really show how hard they play. Uh they really had our number in the first game. I I can't imagine we will lose like that against the Spurs. But we play them back-to-back. Uh, they're both in San Antonio. So it's it could be a little bit difficult. Then the Jazz, they also have 
a couple of tough games coming up. They play the Blazers as well and the Warriors, but then the Thunder and the Kings. So a little bit easier for the Jazz. I suppose it's possible that they could lose two of these games. Will they? Probably not. But if the Jazz lose to the Warriors and the Blazers and we win our remaining four games, I mean, that's ideal. Yeah, that it seems pretty like a pretty lofty goal there, but I mean either way, being the one seed or the two seed, it's very likely as of now that you're gonna get matched up with the Lakers or the Warriors in the first round of the playoffs. And I mean, thinking about that, would you rather be the one seed? Uh, yeah, I think you'd you'd rather be the one seed in this I no matter so. what. But I think so. it, it really just seems unlikely that anyone other than L.A. or Golden State makes it out. Well, I think the only thing is the <laughs> Lakers and the Blazers are still very close in the standings. And the Blazers have to play us and the Jazz. I mean, that might be two losses for them. And then the Lakers, I mean, they have not been good lately. But LeBron may be back we don't really know. LeBron might be back, though, before the end of the regular season. So it's possible that the Lakers could end up the sixth seed. So I don't know. I still think, for me, that's ideal. I would like the Lakers to, as much as I hate to say this, I don't want to see them win. But I'd rather the Lakers play the Clippers and really give them a run for their money and have one of those teams get eliminated in the first round of the playoffs. And then we would play either the Blazers or the Warriors likely in this situation. And I would rather play both of those teams than the Lakers, I think. Right. I I just feel like that matchup against LA when they're fully healthy and they put out Drummond, Davis, LeBron, we're going to have trouble matching up with that no matter what way you look at it. Right. I mean, you'd love to put Aiton on Davis but then who guards Drummond? Is that a situation where Frank Kaminsky sneaks back into the starting lineup so we can just throw a seven-footer out there? Maybe. Probably. And I will say, Drummond has not been very good lately, especially when he's on the floor with those two. But still, I mean, this has been our, our downfall all season long is when we play these really big teams. I Yeah. I, I completely agree with that. But then you look at the other side, Golden State with Curry, who can drop 50 every night yes. easily, or Dame, who can do the same thing more or less, maybe just not to the extent that Curry's been doing it lately. Right. And the playoff experience that the Blazers have and the Warriors, but especially, you know, we, we see how Dame can turn it up and not another notch in the playoffs. And, you know, I guess Steph can do the same thing. And Draymond Green is not the offensive player he once was, but he is a great defender. And I don't know. Like, I don't want to play any of these teams. I'd rather play the Grizzlies. I want the Grizzlies to just pull out a miracle. And we can be the one seed and we can play them. But that doesn't seem very likely. (laughs) No, it really doesn't. And I've been thinking about this for days now. Just the situation we're going to be in in this first round. It feels so good that we've made the playoffs. But... How would it feel? How would a first round exit feel to you after all of this that we've been through over the last few years and then this beautiful year that we're having? 
Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't think I can say at this point because just making the playoffs is so exciting. And I'm trying to just enjoy that at this point. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I would look at a first-round exit. I mean, we're so much better than that. I feel that way, too. And I feel like to get out of this first round, we're going to have to have all of our guys clicking. It's... I don't know if Devin Booker himself will be able to carry us over a team like the Lakers, or, I mean, we can beat the Warriors if Steph Curry doesn't go insane. So I just feel like we're going to have to have more than one guy having big nights every time. I have faith in Chris Paul for that. I mean, how many times have we seen him go for 10 assists, no turnovers, 20-ish points? I mean, he's been so, so great. But then there's got to be one more. We've seen Aiton have big games this this week here, especially against the Knicks. That's going to be necessary. The the big man presence, being able to score on all three levels, at the rim, mid-range with Booker and CP3, and then from three with our whole roster pretty much. So Aiton's going to be a big part of this, and man, I hope he's ready. Yeah, and I think the the big takeaway that I have been thinking about is no matter what happens – any playoff experience is good. That's really the big knock on our team right now is we have, aside from, if yeah, if you don't count Crowder and Chris Paul, we have zero playoff experience. Pretty much, yeah. So that's that's a big deal. I guess Abdul Nader technically has playoff experience because he was I on think the Galloway, Galloway. 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 Maybe more, even more. Yeah. But they're now getting minutes anyways. Right, so right. So really very, very little playoff experience. So this is going to be good, really no matter what, uh, for the future, for next year and in years to come. Absolutely. And the closest thing we've had is the bubble. Yeah. We we saw the bubble. We saw everyone rise up to the challenge and go 8-0 through there. So we really got to hope that, that that tenacity that we played with there comes along to these playoffs. It's been a long time. There's a lot of new faces, but I mean, with Chris Paul leading the way, man, I think he's going to have, have our guys in position to win every game. And if we keep, we keep it up and, you know, not lose back-to-back games. That, yeah. That's, that's what needs to We're happen. We're a very man. good team. We are a very good team. And another thing that I'm kind of considering is I think I got an email about this, that the arena is going to be able to increase capacity for the playoffs. Oh, baby. So that bodes well for, one, trying to buy tickets, and two, for the energy in the arena and everything. Right, and we weren't at this Knicks game. We were talking about it, but we didn't make it. But from what we heard on the broadcast, and, I mean, even the announcers saying how loud and rowdy it was in there, but, I mean, you could hear it in the background of the broadcast. And that's one thing I noticed. They said they actually turned off the piped-in crowd right. noise because the crowd was loud, and I'm like, oh, we're we are getting through this, man. And it's the playoffs, and people here are excited, and you can see it when you watch the games. And I'm excited to watch this Lakers game later tonight. Yeah, the whole city is remembering. I yeah. mean, it, it's been yeah. a decade, but they're they're getting another taste. They're remembering what it's all about. Maybe mm-hmm. it gets a. Uh, Madhouse on McDowell levels of loud during the playoffs. How fun would that be? Well, and you know what's so interesting? So my boss doesn't care one bit about basketball, really. But we were just kind of talking. I had mentioned that the Suns are really good this year. And 
Um, we were just talking a little bit about it, and she asked who my favorite player was, and I said, oh. I just said, oh, this guy named Devin Booker. She's like, I know who Devin Booker is. I'm like, see, this is where we're at. People know who Booker is, even just casual fans or people who aren't fans at all. He's a household name in Phoenix for sure. But really around the league, he's becoming so much more of a household name. Yep, that's it's fun to see too. And you got to give Chris Paul a little props for that too, coming along and kind of propping us up. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, I we've been watching D-Book his whole career. We know that the dude's a star. He's a great guy for the community, and I, I'm just so happy we're, we're getting him yeah. to the playoffs now. Yeah, that's another thing about him. On the broadcast <laughs> for the Knicks game on, on Friday, they showed the the results of the charitable giving promise thing that Devin he made. Devin Booker's starting five. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, and, you know, I was like, I completely forgot about this. But I remember when he said he was going to be giving that money, and it was pretty cool to see what actually came of it. Yeah. Good stuff. Got to love it. Yeah. All right. Let's move into last week's games. We'll we'll kind of be quick on all this. Uh, the first one against the Thunder, a nice win for the team. Uh, I just hate watching us play these lower-seeded teams down to their level. And everyone talks about that now. It's on the broadcast. I've seen some articles with it that the Suns are known for playing down to their opponents. The team themselves, even the players, are saying this is what we do. Yeah, and that's that's an issue. But when we're in the playoffs, obviously, with our first-round matchups potentially being the Lakers or the Warriors, we're going to have to bring the A game. So I guess we have that to look forward to. Right, and... We need these tough, gritty wins. We need to get challenged. We need games where Cam Johnson is going to score 12 points, and that's going to be the difference. I mean, that's it did feel like a playoff game, even though the Thunder are one of the worst teams. And I saw a graphic over their last, like, 20 or so games. They've beat the Celtics, and it's, like, right smack dab in the middle. So just, like, L, 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 L. Then one W over the Celtics and L, 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 L. Like, oh, I've been there before. I remember those days. Oh, yeah. that That's absolutely true. And a, kind of a weird one in this, DeAndre Ayton nearly silent in this game with five points and seven rebounds, five fouls in there, but he ended up playing 31 minutes. And I think that's just the case of going up against that giant uh, Moses Brown, dude's 7'2 or something yeah. like that. And yeah. we just see Aiden struggle against guys like that. And, I mean, it's understandable because Aiden's not not the strongest guy or the tallest center out there, and he does have trouble with bigger guys. Yeah, he only shot the ball three times and made one of them. It's it weird. weird. I, I just would prefer to see us – I mean – Devin Booker scoring about 10 points in the first quarter is what needs to happen for this team. But I want to see Aiton get going early because when he gets going early, it's more likely to just hold out through the rest of the game. If he doesn't get many shots up, he fades away like this and only takes three. So mm-hmm. I, I I think it's worth pounding it into him just a little bit. I'm not saying every time down, make sure he touches the ball in the post or something like that, but Find him on the pick and roll. Let him try to, you know, get to the line. Or he he did shoot four free throws in this one, which is somewhat high for him. So I guess mm-hmm. I guess we have that. But otherwise, for the Suns, Bridges with 17, Torrey Craig with 18 and 10, just 
a beast for us lately. And then Chris Paul, 18 and 11. Yeah, we won. That's what counts. Even yep. if, it's a, if it's by three, a win is a win. Absolutely. And then we move on to the Cavaliers game, which, again, the Suns play down to their opponent's level for most of the game. And then we get into overtime, and we have... This is the craziest <laughs> overtime period I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. Oh, they, yeah. They outscored Easily. them 20 to 4. 20 to 4. They scored yeah. four points in five minutes of overtime. Yeah, it was weird. And, okay, the Cam Johnson dunk. Oh. That was amazing. The reverse dunk right over. Allen. Yeah, yeah. Jared Allen. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That was awesome. A throw-off. <laughs> yeah, man, that was, like, one of the coolest things I've ever seen. No, that was a great dunk. I think it was number one on the ESPN Top 10 that night, too. I so. hope so. Yeah, be. and being over Allen gives it bonus points, too, because he's a great shot blocker. I That was so cool. But that this Cavs cool. team, I'm I'm interested in them because you, you saw Okoro go for 32, the rookie. He had a great game. He's strong for a rookie. And then Sexton, kind of in the same vein, not a rookie, obviously, but he's a tough guy to guard for guards. And I've always liked him. Yeah, he's... He's he's just a horse. I, I really like watching him play. He can he can get a lot done. But you know, aside from those guys, uh, Chetty Osman with 16, they they struggled aside from that. So it, yeah, this is just you know, even Bridges was having trouble on these guys. They were scoring on Bridges. So yeah. I think once that team they they fill out their roster a little bit better, maybe finally get rid of Kevin Love somehow and just move on. I have faith that the Cavs will be improving in yeah. the very near future. They started off hot when they had Garland. I mean, right. he's been hurt. Same thing with Larry Nance Jr., who's a halfway decent player. Uh, Kevin Love, I mean, he probably has the worst contract in the whole NBA. Yeah, It's going to be really hard to to move him, but I, they'll figure something out. Uh, yeah. He obviously doesn't want to be there, and I don't blame him. But... Yeah, it's this Cavs team kind of reminds me a little bit of us when we were like super high on Dragon Bender and Marquise Chris, but like their guys are actually panning out. Oh. Uh, <laughs> that was not very long ago. Man. No, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> then another cool thing about this game, the Cavs signed Arison Anderson Verjao to a contract randomly. Yeah. I don't know yeah. why. And everyone thought that he'd be playing in this one, but sadly he didn't. I don't know if he's gotten in. I think he did that. one time. Cool. Yeah. I don't know why, but it's cool. <laughs> it is cool. Yeah, I always liked Anderson Marichal. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you got the hair flow game, I, you're going to have a fan in Mitch for sure. That's absolutely yeah. true. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then we move on. Uh, the next night against the Hawks, Suns take their worst loss of the season. Lose 135 to 103, completely fall apart in the second half, especially the fourth quarter. And I mean, you can give every excuse in the book for this game. Back to back, away trip, after an overtime game. The Hawks the team didn't good. have a ton of juice. The Hawks are a solid team, too. And then we're without Jay Crowder. And I don't know, we, we end up letting our bench play, our, our end of the bench play for eight minutes. So they played the majority of that fourth quarter when it got ugly. But I mean, 
I think I feel like I've been saying this once a week lately, but you kind of have to excuse a crappy loss every once in a while. This was it, but the closer and closer we get to the playoffs, you just don't like seeing this. Right. And yeah, they just had a really balanced game. Like not one guy went off specifically. Capella had 18, which was a, a team high, you know. Then Bogdanovich has 16. Trey Young has 16. Danilo Gallinari has 16. Lou Williams has 16. Like, that's. Yeah. And then Oneka Okongwu has mm-hmm. 14. I don't think he's done anything all year being a pretty high draft pick, but, you right. know, he kind of pops off against us like Okoro did the night before. And then the yeah. next game, we saw Obi Toppin kind of get going a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's a. Uh, that that stuff concerns me. It just seems like that's a like a Phoenix Suns curse. It doesn't matter who's yeah. on the team or who the coach is. It just seems like that that stuff always sticks around to us. Yeah, it does seem to. But I mean, it was it really was just an off night for us. And I think you're right. You do have to excuse it. And this was an especially bad game. And it's like you said, this was our worst game of the season. We really have only played a couple games like this this year. This one and then the Spurs, the first Spurs game, where Ooh, all their too. good players were out. And that Wizards game, you're right. Yeah, I'd say less than five stinkers on the year. Yeah, we can count the number of stinkers on one hand, and this was one of them. So and meanwhile, five. last year, this would have just been an average Tuesday night. Right, yeah, we would have been like, oh, well, Booker had 30, so I guess that's cool. Right. <laughs> I mean, I don't... Are we getting spoiled? I feel like we. this is such a turnaround that, I mean, I'm trying to remain somewhat moderate on everything, and I don't know. I'm trying not to expect the worst, but I'm also not saying this is a championship year. I don't know. This is, I, I, It's kind of hard to be in the middle of where this team is. Yeah, I literally have to take it one day at a time because I start to look so far ahead and – I was like, let's figure out who we're playing in the first round of the playoffs before right. we get too far ahead of ourselves. Yep, this week will be, it'll, it'll be a blast just scoreboard watching, watching the standings, seeing if any anyone makes any noise to make any changes. But it, it seems pretty likely everything's about the same except for 5-6 with the Mavericks and Blazers. They're only a half game apart. So that one might be, that one might be a switch. But then Lakers, Warriors, Grizzlies, Spurs, man. It's going to be a fun week of basketball, last one of the regular season, and we're moving into the playoffs, and the Suns are in it, so I'm I'm a happy man. Yes, absolutely. All right, next week's games. Um, we're recording right before the Lakers game, so sadly we, we'll just kind of skip that one and hope for the best. This is kind of like this is the opening to the playoffs. Even though they're without LeBron, this is a very meaningful game, and we won't go any further because it's already done. But then the next one, Tuesday in Golden State against the Warriors. And just a reminder, Warriors are number eight, two and a half games back of the Lakers, and then half a game ahead of the Grizzlies. The Warriors are going to be trying to win, for sure. Now, Kelly Oubre just got hurt, I believe. Um, we have played the Warriors well this season, too. We've, we've done pretty good this is their time though i mean steph really starts to shine in these times he's been super hot lately reminding everyone why he's so good draymond green is 
as annoying as he is, is a great defender. Very, very smart defender. Um, this is a game we can't take lightly. We got to smother Steph. And I think it's a winnable game, too. Because we're going to be trying to win. I think we want the one seed. So this is really going to be like a clash of the Titans. Yeah. these All these games are going to be so meaningful. Because if you just look through... No one should be taking a night off or, uh, you know, resting a couple guys. That that shouldn't happen for any of these games for the rest of the season. And I guess that kind of depends on health, but I don't I don't see anybody. I don't know. Like we're gonna play Steph in the Warriors game. Dame will be in the right. Blazers game. Spurs will be given their best too. Well, it I guess it depends though. The Pelicans are. As of recording, two games behind the Spurs. And Zion just got hurt for the Pelicans. And even then, it was kind of looking like uh, the Pelicans aren't going to really be able to make much more of a push. So it's possible that by the time we play the Spurs, they will know their positioning. That's true. And take it easy. But that doesn't matter. They took it easy against us once and blew us out of the water. <laughs> yeah. So... <laughs> That, what, that would what, be something to be concerned about. Right. But what I what I want, ideally, is the reverse. You know, we play the Spurs this Saturday and Sunday and blow them out of the water and let Booker and Crowder and Chris Paul um, and Mikhail sit, and Aiton even, sit for the fourth quarters of these games and still win by 10 or 12. That's what I want to see. That would be very ideal. That would be great. Yeah, the so the Spurs... You know, there's a, what, three-day turnaround, two- or three-day turnaround before between our last game with the Spurs and the play-in. So, Correct. you know, if they're locked in, maybe they do sit DeRozan again or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. All because right. the, the play-in tournament starts May 18th. Then the playoffs, official playoffs, start May 22nd, which is a Saturday. Is there any reason why our games against the Spurs don't have a time on them yet, by the way? That's I weird. don't know. Yeah, I thought we would know that by now, but we still don't. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, these are all big games, and I I worry a little bit about the Blazers, but I've talked about them quite a bit. I want to go to the bet question. We're doing a little bit of a different bet question here. Let us know on Twitter at Sunny and PHX Pod what you think for our last bet question of the regular season. The question is, which seed will the Suns finish in in the regular season? We're looking at one, two, worst case scenario, three, but most likely one or two. Where do you think we're finishing? I don't want to be pessimistic, but I don't think this is quite pessimistic. I think we're going to stay the number two. I think just too many things have to happen for us to get past the Jazz. And as, as fun as it was being number one for two two days or three days, <laughs> yeah, it was great. But I, I don't know if we'll be getting back there. And I think it's just time to buckle in and, you know, take what comes to us after that play-in tournament. I agree with you. And I am going to say the different one, though. I'm going to say one. I think we're going to do it. I think we're going to win out, and I think the Jazz are going to lose two games, and we're going to finish one. Oh, that'd be fun. I mean, we all want it. Yeah. I mean, we've had this amazing season already where, you know, 
all this stuff has happened, we were thinking, you know, a year ago, or I guess not quite a year ago, but at the beginning of this season, we were talking about, oh yeah, it'd be great to be a four or a five seed. And here we are looking like two at the worst. I mean, this has been just such an amazing season. Absolutely. So at Sunny and PHX pod, let us know one seed, two seed, or maybe even three seed. And if you go three seed, expect an unfollow. <laughs> uh, and also let us know what, what the stakes for the back question should be for the playoffs. We're hopefully we get some good ideas here, but with that, we will move to the non-sports section of the show. So we were talking right before we started recording about sparkling water it's it's popular again we've both been drinking it all throughout the show so what are your go-to brands and flavors of sparkling water so i'm i'm just getting into the game i've dabbled a touch i've had a few different kinds but while we were doing a little shopping the other day uh cherry flavor i love like black cherry and cherry flavored drinks so I saw some bubbly cherry. I tried it out, and I actually kind of liked it. I've never really enjoyed a sparkling water until that one. So now I feel like I just need to spread my wings and go. But I've had three different bubbly flavors. Cherry's pretty good. Blackberry's really good. And then there's a caffeinated one, too. And I'm trying to kick soda pop again. I have a love-hate relationship with soda pop, trying to get rid of that. So the caffeinated bubbly might be the the game changer here. Mm. Yeah, I have not had the caffeinated one. I have had bubbly, and it's not bad. Um, I also have a complicated relationship with sparkling water because I used to hate it. I thought yeah. it was dumb. I thought it was boring. I Some of you may remember, we talked about this on the show all those years ago when I was doing this, but I was doing reviews on my Snapchat where I pretty much just made fun of all of the different waters. Uh, but now I actually like them. And it scratches that itch of wanting that cold, that carbonation. Um, so I, I like it. I drink quite a bit of it. We've experimented with a lot of different types and flavors, but I think my my favorites, well, this one, I suppose, is more like an honorable mention. Just because you said black cherry, there's a brand called Waterloo that has a good cherry flavor. Mm. Uh, that was probably my favorite of theirs, but my top options, I still go back to the, like the heavy hitters, LaCroix and San Pellegrino. You can't really go wrong with those two. I especially like the lime LaCroix lime or grapefruit. Um, those two are very good. But the one that we're really on right now is called Polar. It's got a polar bear on it. And my favorite flavor of theirs is cranberry lime. I think the key to this is you have to pick flavors that are normally very strong and robust and intense because you can still taste it. When you try something like, oh, I don't know. Something something that's not as intense, like uh, coconut. I'm not like a big fan of the coconut ones or anything mm. like that. The flavor just isn't that great. But something like cranberry lime, you can actually taste the flavor, and it's pretty good. I will say, 
if you wait on it a little too long and the can warms up a bit and it's not as bubbly, I'd rather just throw it away than drink it at that yeah, point. Yeah. It's it, you got to drink it cold for sure. Yep. Yeah. Like this one's getting a little warm after this podcast and I enjoyed the first drinks much more. Yeah. I think that's safe to say. Yep. Yeah. I'm but, usually drinking them pretty quick. See, I think what happened was we got old and you got married, and then the sparkling water just is a lot more palatable at that point. I, guess. I don't know. What it yeah, is. it's just like it's like something clicks. It's yeah, it's like coffee. Like when you were a yep. kid, you probably didn't like the flavor of coffee or even exactly. beer. You know, the, yep, the beer. bitter beer. You got to get used uh-huh. to that. But the acquired taste, yes, goes along with marriage. Spicy right? food. Yeah. Right. Right. Vinegar. Right. Oh, yeah. salt and vinegar potato chips, man. I used to make, I, I had a friend, his dad ran this little, it was like a little sandwich shop and like a, the closest thing you could maybe get to a bodega in South Dakota, but he, <laughs> they, they had these great sandwiches and, um, he used to always eat salt and vinegar potato chips. And I was like, what in the world? This is when I was a young teenager. I was like, why would you do that? Those are vinegar on a chip that, that's so stupid i didn't get it meanwhile i was eating cool ranch <laughs> doritos <laughs> but now i i realize that the salt and vinegar is it's the it's the mature potato chip and it's delicious yes, it's the best flavor i was the same way i remember i tried one when i was yeah 12 or 13 or however old and i i could barely eat it it was like horribly disgusting and then i don't even remember quite how this happened but one day probably i don't know three or four or five years ago i just decided i was at subway or something i said i'm gonna get salt and vinegar and i was like whoa this is great this and this is my favorite flavor now and i love when they're really intense and strong oh yeah Mm -hmm. they kind of they're kind of in the class with like dill pickle Mm -hmm. potato chips those are pretty good I have a very weird reaction to those, though. If I eat the chips and, like, inhale the flavoring a little bit, it makes me cough. Yeah. I think as you get older, like, weird things like that start to happen, too. I I have this thing where I still haven't pinpointed quite what it is. But when I drink certain beers, and it's not even certain kinds of beer. It's, like, specific beers. I sneeze a bunch. And, like, my nose feels really itchy, kind of like I'm allergic to something. But I'm like, well, maybe it's just an IPA thing. But I've had IPAs that don't make me do it, but some do. So there's something there that just makes me sneeze a bunch. Yeah. Well, we'll just keep drinking our, drinking our sparkling water, and maybe right. we'll just, that'll, like, cure everything. <laughs> uh, I put a drop of essential oil in my sparkling water oh, in the morning. <laughs> All right. That's probably enough. Uh, Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of the Sunny and Phoenix podcast. We'll be back next week. We'll be talking about the play-in. We'll be figuring out our matchups. I mean, this is the first time in this podcast history where we will be in the playoffs. We were just talking about that and all the content that we'll be able to have compared to past seasons. I mean, this is pretty fun. This will be a great time to be podcasting, so be sure to be tuning into the show. Thanks for listening and go Suns.